Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 579. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've got a strong message for you today, and we've been talking about Scott Gregory for around 25 years. He left the church 25 years ago, and Scott has come back. And I'm going to have him reiterate his story. This I just called the church and had him come over here to uh, tell his story on radio because he uh, has well, like a mind that is absolutely terrific so far as remembering things. And he remembers it the same way as he when he was going through it uh, 25 years ago. And he's going to tell how the government agencies, along with the media and also the district attorney's office, uh, the FBI, all these people chimed in together to do uh, away with yours truly. So, Scott, you'll be hearing from very soon. But right now, we've got letters also, and we've got songs. Right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this program. Holy Father God, Lord, I don't have to yell and scream because I know that you hear every word that I say. You're everywhere, Father. You're everywhere. And I have the faith to know that even when I whisper to you that you're hearing me and you're going to answer me and you're going to show me great and mighty things that I have not seen. And I've seen a lot of powerful things from you. Uh, Lord, open the kingdom of heaven and anoint this program. Do with it what you will. Let everything that's said on the program be from you. Lord, uh, rebuke Satan in every way. Build a fire around and about all of us. And, uh, Lord, we ask it that souls will be saved and the church uh, be strengthened in Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right. Now then, here's a, a group here. It's called, This is a song called Thanks to Calvary. And it's Hovey Lister and the Statesman. A very good singer, these people. Okay, go ahead. Thanks to Calvary. Today I went back to the place where I used to go. Today I saw I knew before And when they asked me What had happened I tried to tell them Thanks to Calvary I don't come Than before, and while the 
tears ran down my face. I tried to tell them thanks to Calvary, I don't come anymore. Got a brand new daddy now. Thanks to Calvary, we don't live here anymore. Thanks to Calvary, I am not the dad I used to be. Thanks to Calvary, things are different than before. And while the tears ran down my face, I tried to tell him thanks to Calvary, we don't live. Anymore. Praise the Lord, that man's voice is very reminiscent to me of Marty Robbins. He's just got that same quality in his voice. And I prayed Marty Robbins through at our little house over in Dyer, Arkansas. He was there. I remember when people used to crowd around the house when the thought Elvis Presley was in town and in my house <laughs> people the girls would be around there and we'd open up the door and they'd start running all over the place or screaming um all right now we have um some letters today where's the first one from from Newport Arkansas okay let's hear what they have to say it is a beautiful time right now to be in the family of God as always gathering in his presence my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I pray that you are well and that the church is operating in divine power and anointing and that this letter reaches you in good health and highly favored in his sight. I thank you for the material you have been sending me through the Holy Spirit. Jesus has shown me so much through the blessings he has given me through you. I thank God for you for coming into my life when you did. I have something now that I never had before in my life, hope, and I praise him for him each day. His name is Jesus Christ. I know that you are a very busy man and you might not have time to read this letter personally, but I look forward to hearing from you anyway. That is one of my prayers. I want to thank you in advance for all you, you have done and are doing, as well as the ministries that God has entrusted you with. I'm not going to write long. Can you please get back with me as soon as possible? I look forward to hearing from you soon. Please pray for me. I will continue to pray for all of you that God continues to show us his will. 
God bless you and keep you safe from harm and danger. I love you in the name of Jesus, your brother Anthony from Newport, Arkansas. Praise the Lord. Well, the Lord does look down upon those of us that are serving him. And it's part of his promises that he does defend us. He does protect us. And I've seen many people drop dead down through the years that have tried to do something to us over here. And so this is a warning. And there's so many warnings in the Bible about um, the, especially when you're paralleling the Old Testament with the New Testament. And it shows that God used to tell his people to go in and uh, kill people, not murder them, because these people were murdering their own children. And children are a gift from God, and God doesn't want people abusing them uh, or uh, killing them, murdering them, like the people in this country do. This is an influence from the Vatican uh, where uh, they did this in uh, Germany. They had this uh, euthanasia situation and the abortion of babies and the abortion of and the murder of different people. They call it abortion, but it's murder, first degree murder. And the murder of people that have um, were they that they would deem to be insane. And what they would do is just uh, choose whoever they wanted to. And so this is the aftermath of it. That was a test run in Poland and Czechoslovakia, Germany, where they did those sort of things that the people in the United States are now doing and they're doing all over the world. Uh, there's so many millions of uh, babies that have been slaughtered, murdered because of the Pope. Uh, they're the number one hypocrites on the face of the earth. They say they hate homosexuality, but they're homosexuals. They say that they hate abortion, but they're the ones that are causing it. They say that they love the word of God, and many of the clergy underneath the Vatican, uh, they do love the word of God. They love God, but they're into heresy. But uh, they literally hate the word of God. They're the ones that have caused the word of God to be taken out of schools, and they hate the name God. It's Satan has been set loose on this earth, and uh, he knows that his time is short, and so he's come out of the closet and is just doing the most ridiculous things in the judicial system in the country, in the world, and putting people in prison for 50 years for things that... Uh, and they uh, pick and choose who they're going to put in jail for six months uh, and the same crime so they go to give them 50 years in uh, prison for that okay we have another letter go ahead where's this one from from girona spain okay from spain we're reaching out folks amen amen all right then what dear pastor tony alamo <laughs> may god richly bless you and your ministry in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ I have been listening to your teachings via Internet, and I thank my Lord Jesus for your willingness to serve our God and keep his commandments. Oh, everybody has to be willing. Uh, you know, how do you say no to God? Amen. Because you do, and he's going to say no to you at the judgment bar of God. So the best thing that you could possibly do, and the Lord is showing people this, that when he says something, that he means it. He's a good God. He loves, but he also hates he despises and he gets angry and he's uh, very severe when he tells you something you do it or else and he'll he'll and if he says i'll kill you he will kill you all right now you've been hearing um 
a false gospel. It's not a gospel at all that people are preaching in pulpits today. The Lord warned of these false prophets in the, the 24th chapter of Matthew. He warned five times of false prophets in these last days to stay away from them because if you receive that, well, then you're receiving eternal death in hell. All right, keep reading. I really feel blessed by the Lord when you, by the help of the Holy Spirit, rightly divide the word of God according to his will and not your own. I haven't heard anyone preach the gospel as clear and as straight as you do. My name is Pablo. I am 28 years old. I was raised in a Christian family, got a Christian education, and I was baptized at the age of 12. But I didn't fulfill the first step before being baptized. You that were born again, probably. They baptize people uh, when they're not even born again of the Spirit. And so many people say they've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If they don't, are not baptized with the Holy Spirit, any power that they have is fake. It's fake power. And they can uh, boil over uh, if they want at me for saying that, but you don't really have any power at all. The Bible says that ye shall have power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is. All right? Amen. And you don't have any power until that happens. Okay, what else? That is, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart. We were, if I remember it correctly, five teenagers that were baptized at the same day. I have to say we were kind of pressured to do it, at least what I felt. I don't know about the other teenagers, some younger than me. I didn't understand exactly what I was doing. That's what they baptized them and anoint them and let them take over and everything when they haven't even been saved yet. And when he didn't want to be baptized, uh, when you are really saved, you want to be baptized. You want to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You want power in the Lord so that he can use you. But if you don't have any desire to be baptized with the Holy Spirit or uh, desire to be baptized, you didn't even know it was happening to him. Amen? Amen. Okay, keep going. I didn't understand the gospel, salvation, the way of Christian life, and the keeping of God's commandments. To believe is something... God some never told me how to keep the commandments. Just, uh, just say the prayer, and then just go ahead and do anything you want. Okay? And they're on the streets lusting every time they get on the streets. And uh, they're not uh, really... They don't have any power to resist temptation. Okay, keep going. To believe is something personal that only oneself can know, and God, of course... The decision to get baptized is also personal, doing it after believing. That's right. You have to be convicted in your heart. If you're not seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and if you don't have a desire to be baptized in water, what good is it? You don't have the fear of the Lord yet. Okay, then what? A person imposing or putting pressure on another person to get baptized in water is not the way to go. No, it isn't. What uh, the minister should do is preach the gospel to the point where there's conviction on their soul and they really feel bad about sinning. They hate that they sin and they have a desire because they know if they went on to be, uh, go out into eternity, that their soul is going to be in hell. Until they realize that, uh, people are really numb to, or benumbed to the word of God. They just uh, don't pay any attention to it. And uh, they go out into eternity, and they find out that they're lost. They want to come back and do it all over again, but it's impossible because it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. And it's too late then. Okay, keep going. Now I will get baptized, but this time for real. 
I now believe with all my heart, and I will die out to myself and the Adamic life to serve the Lord and love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And again, thank you, Pastor Tony, for preaching the truth. Thomas Richards planted the seed, Tony Alamo watered, and God gave the increase inside me. Praise the Lord Jesus. Education can't... Right, Tommy Richards was saved here. Amen. So he was really saved, and so therefore he is able to sow seed himself. Amen. Amen. So he, pl- I planted the seed in him, and then he took the seed and planted it in you, and uh, now he is turned around to where I'm watering. Amen? Amen. All right, so I sow seed in water, too. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Then what? Education can't save us from hell, but the Lord Jesus Christ will save us through his blood if we believe and keep his commandments in the pure word of God. God bless you, Tony Alamo, and everybody in your ministry. Signed, Pablo from Girona, Spain. P.S. I would like to know how I could proceed to send some money to the ministry, considering that I live in Spain. Please let me know. Oh, well, the same way we send money out to people in Africa and all over the world, to uh, the Philippines and to India. You just um, guess you make out of a postal money order or something like that and put it in the mail and send it. We'll receive it here, and you'll be blessed as well. Amen? Amen. We'll use it for the ministry, that's for sure. Okay, Sean, let's get right to it over here. Where are we at now? The sixth chapter of Joshua. Okay, sixth chapter of Joshua, but where do we leave off in Deuteronomy at the 28th chapter? Verse 11. Okay, these are the promises. Now, God promises blessings if you do what he says, and the if is the, the major word there. And then he also promises curses if you don't do what he says. Okay, go ahead and read there. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. That's it. it. If you hearken unto him and keep all of his commandments, then then what? In the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground. Everything will be blessed that's yours. Then what? In the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Verse 12, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season. And back then it really mattered a lot because your cattle need water. Uh, Why do they need not just water to drink, but uh, if there's no water, there's a drought and there's no grass for them to eat. We had that happen out here in Texas and Arkansas not long ago. Uh, Their cattle were dying and people were having to sell their cattle uh, under the market price to, to get rid of them, all right? And so they needed to water rain from the kingdom of heaven to grow grass so that they don't have to buy feed, as much feed for the cattle. Then what? And to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Isn't that something? Look at all the people that have borrowed money in this world today, and now they can't pay off their loans. And so the government set it up that way, and now the government's trying to act like the big shot and uh, offer some kind of loans or give them back their uh, house uh, and reduce the the payments and reduce the interest rate and so on so they can keep their houses. It's a big game with uh, Satan and his uh, one-world government. When I was talking about uh, President Clinton and uh, President Bush uh, yesterday on the tape, I'm talking to them because what they are is puppets for the Vatican. Anything that they've done wrong, the bombings and murderings of millions of people, 
that were they were orders from the Vatican. The Vatican orders somebody to uh, put your lights out, just like uh, President Clinton uh, tried to hire uh, John Peeler to put me to death. And John Peeler got around the church and got saved, and he wasn't about to do it. And so because of that, they went and put his son in prison. He's still there to this day. He's been there for years, and the man didn't do anything wrong at all. Okay, keep going. Verse 13, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Right, I don't want to be the tail of anything. I want to be the head. Uh, The Lord called me to take power and dominion over everything in this world, uh, just as Adam and Eve had in the first place. And then uh, Satan spewed his uh, venomous poison into Eve, and she reacted favorably towards Satan, and so did her husband. Uh, received Satan's message through her, and then the entire human race was contaminated. Then go ahead. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. These are the promises of God. Then what else? If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God. If, if you listen to the commandments of the Lord and do them. But if you don't, you don't have anything but curses. All right, and the curses we'll read some other day, but go ahead. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Verse 14. Well, who are these people that are saying you don't have to do anything? Jesus did it all. You lying dogs. You stinking demons. I despise you. And I, Lord, I come against them in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, they are not receiving the message that you sent down through your servant and so therefore destroy them in the mighty name of jesus okay then what and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which i command thee this day to the right hand or to Mm. the left read that one again and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which you don't go to the left or the right you just stay right on hearing what the lord says that you have to do and do them Amen? amen amen then what Thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Verse 15. What are people, they're gods. They're like a university. Uh, they go to the universities. They're basketball, football, baseball, uh, hockey, all these different sports. And, and they go after uh, singing stars and movie stars. These are all idols and They idolize uh, their own children instead of reproving them and rebuking them so that they can, showing them love so that they can go to heaven. They just let them run wild. And it goes on and on. The media, people are worshiping the media. And worst of all, they're worshiping the Antichrist beast, the government, the Vatican, its government, and its one world church and the media. That's who everybody, the Bible says that these This combo has deceived the entire world, the entire earth. Okay, go ahead. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee. Okay, and and these are promises of curses. We'll get in that. Now go over to chapter, uh, where is it, 6? Yes. Of the book of what? 
of Joshua. Okay, read it where we left off. Verse 23. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. Yeah, this is after God destroyed these people for killing their children, for murdering their own children, and for uh, doing um, everything that's uh, evil, lusts, and uh, for idolatry. And so the Lord shows his severity, how much he hates sin in the Old Testament. And then he says the same thing in the New Testament. But we're not to use carnal weapons in the New Testament. As I said yesterday, I quoted the scripture, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, this is the New Testament, folks. It's not the old. The Lord showed us that he's severe, and he used human beings to kill people that were evil so that people would know uh, and then he would uh, endorse the people that he was having kill uh, the people by opening up the Red Sea for them. You would think that anybody that God would open the Red Sea for would be of the Lord, wouldn't you? And that he destroyed the entire nation of Egypt. You'd think that those people are of the Lord. And then he uh, sent them, pulled them out of Egypt and then drowned the entire Egyptian army. So, But in the New Testament, the Lord says, okay, here's how it is now. I don't want you murdering anybody. That's why we don't have guns here. And that's why the government and the media has kept saying that we have guns. We don't even allow a water pistol on our property. We don't even allow any kind of guns. No one is allowed to carry jackknives or any kind of knife or any kind of weapon whatsoever. Why? Because... For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We don't uh, carry weapons, uh, uh, carnal weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh, Pope. They're not carnal, Clinton. They're not carnal. They're not weapons of war that are carnal. Okay, Bush but mighty through God. God is the one that's doing it now. Amen? Amen. In other words, you come after me, I'm going to pray to God on you. And just as he said to the two witnesses in the 11th chapter of the book of Revelation, that anyone that tries to kill them, they will be killed in the same manner that they intend to kill the two witnesses. All right? And so you're not going to get by with it. All right? Okay, so, but mighty, okay, for our weapons of our warfare it's not like the old testament they're not carnal like that but mighty through god to the pulling down of uh, strongholds casting down with the word of god imaginations these people these uh, uh antichrist people are uh, they're full of imaginations you know they're full of idolatry So we're cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a a readiness to avenge all disobedience. Why? With a gun like the Vatican does and like Clinton and Bush do? No, not with a gun or bombs or bullets. But uh, we have a readiness to revenge all disobedience with the word of God. We pray to God and say, God, these people are disobedient. 
Now, we're praying to you that uh, you don't want these people to do these things. It's a commandment for them not to do it. And so, therefore, uh, but we're to avenge all disobedience. When our obedience is fulfilled. Well, how is our obedience, how can we fulfill our obedience if we're not filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because the Bible says you have power when the Holy Spirit is upon you and not until. All you are is a Casper Melktos simpering, whippering, nothing if you are not filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nothing so far as the ministry is concerned. Okay? You're something. You could be saved, but you do not fit. You're not fitting for the gospel. Okay? Now, we get back. They just, uh, these people with God have destroyed the city of Jericho. And they went in there with the sword, a real carnal weapon, and they killed all these people. And then what? And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein. Wow, they killed, the, they burnt up the city. Okay, then what else? Only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Okay, now this is uh, what the Bible says. It says that, uh, you know, in the book of Acts, it tells us that the people that were of the Lord, the people that got saved, they had to bring, if they're going to bring tithes and offerings in, they don't give them one to another. Like some of the people even do in my church, they, uh, they, uh, some people have been known. Like uh, L. Reed was uh, went and gave one of his cars to Barney. That isn't the way, L. That the the thing works. Okay. Now you say, how come you're mentioning my name? Because the Bible mentions Alexander the coppersmith who loved this present world more than he did the world to come. Amen. Yeah. Uh, the Bible names names. Doesn't hold anything back. It, Mentions in the seventh chapter of the book of Joshua, Achan, who stole. Now, all these um, items, like the silver, the gold, the brass, and the iron, are to be taken and given to the priests, the head of the congregation, to be given to Aaron, not to be given one another things in the church. That's against the law. That's against... The New to Old Testament and the New Testament says you're supposed to give it. But what happened in the seventh chapter, I just, we're in the chapter six right now, but in the chap, next chapter, chapter seven, it shows that Achan troubled Israel because he took a wedge of something that he wasn't supposed to take. And people, they got into a battle. They always won battles, but when there's sin in the camp, the whole camp has to pay for it. And uh, the people of Ai, which is the city that I was in when I was in Israel, they chased them and killed several of them because God wasn't with them. And Joshua fell down in his face and said, Lord, what's going on? I mean, you know, we, uh, and the Lord revealed to him that this man, one of the congregation, decided that he wasn't going to give the things to the priest, that he was going to keep it for himself. And so they went through the whole camp to find out who it was. The Lord told them who it was, and they went to his tent. And to show you the severity of God, that Achan had to die. The whole congregation stoned him to death and his family. Okay? Now that seems severe to a bunch of people that live according to their flesh in this world today. But this is the severity of God. You don't like that? Well, he doesn't like you either. Okay? He doesn't like you either. 
And so I don't care if you hate me, but I just don't want God to hate me. And it's uh, strange to me that you're so ignorant, stupid, uh, gone, uh, satanic, that you don't care if God hates you. Because the Bible plainly tells us that you're going to burn in hell forever and boil forever in the lake of fire. We'd be screaming and weeping and wailing and gnawing on your tongue, chewing on your tongue, grinding your teeth forever. Okay, so continue on here. Verse 25, And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's household. A common harlot because in the second chapter of Joshua, she hid the two spies that came in to spy out uh, the uh, city of Jericho. She hid them and told them how they could get away. And she told the people she was unsaved, and she told them that uh, she didn't know where they were, that she saw, saw them leave, which she didn't. But uh, she wanted to be on the Lord's side. And she she wanted those people to know that she was with them instead of the people of her diabolical, wicked city. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so she, uh, the, because of that, the Lord saved her and her house. And the only ones in the whole city that were saved was a hooker, a common prostitute. And... Uh, that's why the Bible says that a common prostitute shall enter the kingdom of heaven if they repent far more than a self-righteous, stinking hypocrite. A hypocrite is somebody that preaches one thing, like the Vatican, oh, we hate homosexuals, and they're homosexuals. They hate killing babies, and yet it's the law, Roman canon law, that they murder babies. It's everything is just twisted back and forth. They talk very sweetly, like they're a candy store, but inside their hearts it's like a sinking cigar store and a place where they're sitting in the back uh, taking um, odds on horses and all kinds of things or running prostitution rackets. This is the Vatican, folks. First class, it's them. All right, and then what else? How many more verses have we got to go here? Three. Three. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive in her father's she household. She was saved. And what's more, she became the wife of Salmon. If you read uh, uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 5, and that union brought forth uh, part of the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ, Boaz, Salmon, and then Boaz, and even it mentions Salmon, the husband of Rahab, the harlot. Well, it's the same thing today. If a harlot uh, a, or a homosexual uh, uh, or a Clinton or a Bush gets saved, they can be go to heaven too. But it's a strange, you know, that they're so afraid of the Vatican that they won't do it. It's sick. It's sad, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Really sad. Then what? And all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers. She's still living in Israel today because, anyway, and so we are Israel. And so her, her offspring was Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so if he's in us, well, he couldn't have been here without Salmon or Solomon, whatever you want to call however you pronounce it. And... Um, 
and her, her husband. Boaz brought forth who? Boaz was married to who? Ruth, who was a Gentile woman, and she got to go in because whosoever believes, amen? Amen. They become part of the lineage of Christ here, and we become part of Christ, the body of Christ, when we accept him, and so do you. If you're a homosexual, a prostitute, if you've caused, if you've persecuted the church of the Lord, you can be saved by just uh, coming to the Lord. And standing up with the people of the Lord and try, instead of trying to destroy them. It's such a simple thing, salvation. The word of God is salvation. If you do good, will I not bless you? But if you don't, well, sin lies at the door of your heart. Amen. This mm-hmm. is what the Lord told uh, who? Mr. Cain. Amen. Yeah. Now, Abel did good, and so the Lord blessed his offering. But Cain didn't, and Cain got upset and killed, murdered his brother. Okay, now what else? Because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. She was saved because she hid the messengers. She hid the people of God. You don't come against or bring false accusations, or you don't stand up for anyone other than the children of the Lord if you want to be blessed. But you don't attack God and his church, the people of his uh, church, Christians or Christian, true Christianity. Now, these people are calling Catholicism Christianity, but it's the exact opposite of Christianity. Like I said, some of the priests and some of the nuns, they're not uh, hip to what's going on in the Vatican. And they're all right if they just need to get out of there, though, all right, and start uh, giving their testimonies. Hundreds of thousands have. Okay, then what? Verse 26, And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city, Jericho. Yeah, I've been to Jericho, and that place, there's a little uh, hick store there. It's like a, like a cave. You go in there, and they have some uh, soft drinks and uh, a, a couple of loaves of bread, and there's nobody there, and there's some date palms. You can see dates hanging up there, and they have a net over it so that the bugs can't get to it. It's supposed to be this big, mighty, uh, walled city, but now it's nothing. And nobody since that time, this is going back into the Old Testament, has ever tried to rebuild that place. Because anyone that would, would be cursed or cursed. I used to stand there in Jericho. I wasn't there long because I didn't feel comfortable even being there. And I would look down at the salt sea right from there. It's a beautiful view of it. It's like a slope that goes clear down about a mile, mile and a half. And there's the salt sea there. Okay, then what? And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city, Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. Verse 27. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. Why was the Lord uh, with Joshua? It's because he went in and slaughtered the people. Now, why will the Lord be with us today? Because we don't have guns. We don't have bullets. We don't have bombs. We don't murder people if they don't believe the, the way we do. What we do is we preach the gospel to them in order that they might be saved. Um... 
for if we re- so for we wrestle not against flesh and blood we're not going to fight a flesh and blood battle with people but it, but we our wars against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places we don't use uh, bombs and bullets for that okay scotty uh, why don't you come over and sit down here and uh, uh how have you been doing these past 25 years long time no see yeah, yes sir and i'm just glad to be back yeah i'm glad that you're back too so uh you know we've uh, heard your testimony i mean when I, you first gave it to me uh and um also we've uh you signed it was all right for us to put out a piece of literature on it so yes, sir. to show to put these government agent weasels that are liars and trying to destroy the church to put them in the place to show the people in the world how evil they are by lying and so we've got about 10 minutes do you think you can tell this story in around 10 yes sir okay well go ahead and, and tell them how this all started oh uh, it started as i i left the church basically because i didn't have my way and i left and I okay went, that how long ago was that 25 years ago. Okay, and then what? I, w- I went to my mom's uh, home in Massachusetts. I get a phone call. Uh, FBI wants to see me. I have a meeting with the FBI. and they What t- was the FBI man's name? Uh, it was Leo Berner and also Daniel Sullivan uh, in Massachusetts. They were based out of Worcester, Massachusetts. Was there one named Jack Jewell? That was uh, Arkansas, Fort Smith. Okay, oh, okay. So, yeah, you have a better memory in that regard than I do. Go ahead. So uh, they told me that I was, uh, I'm in trouble for uh, voting uh, in a town that I didn't live in. Uh, that would be Dyer, Arkansas. And, and that they needed me to go to Nashville uh, and they needed to deal with me out there. Then they, uh, they ended up hooking me up with the, um, uh, uh, Don Hawley, who wants to do my story. And who so- is Don Hawley? He was uh, a coordinator for Channel 40 uh, News out of, out of Fort Smith, Arkansas, and he told me that he would fly me, uh, fly me to uh, uh, to out to Arkansas. He would. Uh, I told him I didn't have no no money on me at the time. He sent me fifty bucks so I would have cab fare and some money to eat so I could get to the cab fare to the airport. He picked me up in the airport in Arkansas, brought me to a nice hotel. Gave me, it told me all I had to do is sign for anything I want. I mean, I had carte blanche on everything. I could, if I want to eat, I could go eat. If I want to go to the bar, I told him I don't drink. But he said, well, if you want a soda pop, even just go in there and and you just sign for anything you want. And then they they did me, they did an interview with me periodically over the course of a couple of days, and then they they flew me back to to my mom and. That's where they—they they didn't even let me see what the uh, what the uh, was on the interview. And when when I actually seen it, every time they asked me a question, they they show my picture and me and the person asking me, but the answers were them ans- doing the answering, not not me. And and then the other thing was, um, yeah, that's how the media works, isn't it? Oh, it is, because they knew that I wasn't I wasn't against the church. Uh, I mean, they told me that you you said all kinds of stuff at, uh, about me, and that's why I even did it because I'm saying, well, why is Tony uh, saying stuff publicly about me? I'm leaving him alone, and 
So I said, all right, he's going to do that to me. That Well, did I did I say anything bad about you? No, sir, you did not. I went to the library, in fact, and uh, and to look for these articles that you supposedly done on me. There was so, none. So here's the government uh, building up a conspiracy by lying about me and saying that I was lying about Scott Gregory here. And um, so that made him so angry because he I didn't know. Uh, he did a... a a three five part series. Uh, it's called. They called it the Mystery on the Ridge. Yes, sir. On Channel Forty, wasn't that it? Yes, sir. And uh, who was the guys over there at Channel Forty? Well, there's a weasel named Keith Fry, and he's the one that did did the interview, and and then he brought me to see this guy named uh, Ron Fields, and they wanted the and who's Ron Fields? Ron Fields is uh, a DA uh, and. Apparently, I guess he has something to do with the U.S. Department of Labor too, and he was saying that uh, that you supposedly owe me and everybody in the church money uh, for uh, for work. And I even tried to explain to him that we have it better than people out there working nine to five to, to make a living and to support a family. And actually, uh, you weren't even doing any work at the church, were you? No, sir. I had a rebellious spirit. I was young and and dumb back then, but. I mean, 25 years later, I, I, I'm just grateful to be back in the church it, because they, I see uh, this this whole experience opened my eyes how they play on on people like me that when I was young, and uh, I was naive, the willing, I was open to be deceived, and that's what happened. And I was deceived, but I've also seen people that just left in there. Uh, they wanted to attack you. I really did not want to attack, and I'm. I was happy that I was able to come back at that time and make amends for what I, what I did because I felt bad. Okay, well, be patiently tell them. So they told you and when you were in Boston that I was saying bad things about you in the newspaper, and so what they did is gave you a ticket because uh, they wanted you to sign a kidnapping charge against me, right? Yes, sir. And also that I fixed the votes in uh, another little town outside of Fort Smith called... Dyer, Arkansas. And so what they did says, uh, he's saying all these bad things about you. We got, uh, from what I understand, they said, we got Tony now. If you'll just sign a warrant against it for his arrest. Not only that, they also said that you, you fixed the vote to get Clinton elected as governor. To do what? To get Clinton elected as governor. Oh, Clinton was governor before I ever came into the state. Oh, that's what they told me. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I guess if I had that much power, then I put him into presidency too. And yeah, people, I think they know that I'm not. Uh, you know, Clinton and I seem to be friends for because I introduced him to Dolly Parton, who was singing at uh, our restaurant uh, in um, uh, Elma, Arkansas. But anyway, so they they brought you in uh, to uh, Fort Smith, and then what happened? Well, they. As I said, they they gave me carte blanche in Portsmouth that they did the interviews with me and you could eat any kind of food you wanted. You could booze it up or or soda pop it up or whatever you wanted to do, right? Exactly, yes, sir. And then they they started peppering you with what? What were they telling you about that I was doing? Oh, that that, that you, I I don't even remember all the accusations they made. That they said that you were doing interviews on TV. Uh, telling me, uh, just, uh, saying that I, I don't even re remember, it's been so long, uh, 
And because they were all lies, so that that part I don't remember all all that they said. Uh, now, um, well, it's the same thing that they're saying on the internet today. They're saying that I have sex with babies. That I, back then, it was like I had a slave labor camp going. That I was uh, um, uh, had people uh, trapped in a one mile long. Uh, 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 cave underneath the ground with chains and everything, <laughs> and, and what else? Uh, back then, uh, one thing I'd like to respond on that is nobody has ever treated me as good as you have ever in my life. And yeah. I, I've never been treated like like the way you treated me. And you treated me good, and, I, and that comes from my heart. Okay, yeah. At one time, you said I treated you better than your dad. That's true, and I, I still uh, go as far as that. Yes, sir. I mean, you were, you were the, I didn't have a dad, so you were like a father figure in my life, and you you led me to the Lord, you, you gave me good instructions, in fact, a lot of the things you told me back then, it's now starting to kick in 25 years later, because I was not living the way I should live, I, I wasn't in... The reason I left it's because I was wanting the world. I seen the world and ain't nothing out there worth going back to. But I know. So when you came into town, uh, they were telling you all these bad things that I said a lot of bad things about you in the newspaper. So you went to the library, right? Exactly. And then what happened when you got to the library? Because I asked them for the dates of the of the articles that you supposedly done, and they gave me dates. And I I thoroughly ch checked every newspaper that. It was supposed to be the article on me. There was nothing, nothing at all, and, and you never said a word about me. And then, basically, pardon the wordly expression, I had egg on my face. But, but you already signed these uh, false charges on me, right? About our kidnapping. That's the you. first thing they had me do, even before the interview. The first thing was meeting with Ron Fields. They had me call the church. And I spoke to one of the brothers in the church and on on the phone and and they recorded and they're trying to get him to say something. They put me on the phone with Judy Shapiro, and 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 she she's trying to get me to do other things. And like I didn't, I knew all about Julia Judy already, and I didn't want nothing to do with her. She had been in a mental institution, hadn't she? Uh, yes, she had. Uh, her dad uh, told Sue and I that. I never met her in person, just over the phone. I had no desire to meet her. Yeah. Okay. And then what? And then they, they wanted me the press charges for. Uh, they they tell me I can make all get all kinds of money uh, if I just sign the paper saying that I get that I for uh, U.S. Department of Labor. And basically, they knew I was naive in, uh, back in those days and. It took full advantage of it. So what happened is uh, Tom Gorbia, who used to be with the church, uh, said he saw him on the street. He called me and said, Scott is here. He says, you want to talk to him? I said, yeah. And so he told me this whole story of how they were got him to sign these things, and he found out that they were lying. The FBI were liars. Uh, the uh, Ron Fields from the district attorney's office was uh, lying, and Channel 40, and they... He said that uh, Mr. Fields, the DA, said we could get, we've got him now, we've got him, and uh, that's what. Uh, and he says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I don't know what to do." I said, "Go over to my attorney's office and tell him what you just told me." And uh, did you mind if I uh, get it recorded? And you said, "No, not at all." Mm -hmm. 
So I had the brothers go over there and record him over at uh, Roy Jean's office. Roy Jean, uh, who is an attorney, our attorney there, and Roy Jean Jr. And then I said, you want to come to Nashville? He says, you mean you take us, me back? And I said, yeah. So I took him over there, and I recorded him too, and I had it typed up, and I said, do you want to put this out as a piece of literature? He says, sure. So he signed it, and... Uh, I distributed, I had the brothers and sisters distribute that all over Fort Smith, Alma, Dyer, everywhere. And Ron Fields, the liar, got on television and says, we are so sorry that we were bringing these charges against that great man, Tony Alamo, that wonderful man, and we're going to get Scott Gregory for malicious prosecution. I remember and I that. said, Scott, you better get out of town because they're going to frame you now. Do you remember that? I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, I said, our time is up. Uh, that's pretty much it, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I do remember one thing. I, I asked you if I could get a gun, and you, and you rebuked me on that. Uh, <laughs> Scott was going to go after him, right? No, I was wanting to protect myself in case they came after me after that. Oh, I see. Well, um, how old are you now, Scott? I'm 47 years old now. And how old were you then? I was about 22 years uh, back then. Okay, folks, this is the typical thing. When you see all kinds of smut about us on uh, TV, radio, or in the newspapers, this is the this is par for the course of what they do. Well, right now, uh, you know, now that you know some of the truth, there's so many people that could come back and tell the same story uh, or similar. Like there was an FBI agent there too. He was sent into the church to find fault with it and he got saved and then he said i'm he wrote it out it's on the same piece of literature of scotty's piece of literature that uh, we put out and uh he said they're going to kill me for saying what i'm telling you and i says well do you stay here they won't kill you i'll protect you okay and but uh, he didn't he took off and we've never heard of him since you remember his name was joseph telefero right okay well anyway he was with the fbi and he got saved in our church. But right now, you can be saved. Uh, this is, um, we've got just a couple of minutes here. You could say this prayer, and you could be saved. Say it, why don't you? For your own good, say to the Lord, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, Raise Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, with you, Father, and the Holy Spirit. You're all one. Wash all my filthy former sins away in the precious blood of Jesus. And, Father God, uh, I, I know that you've heard me, and I know that you've answered me, and therefore I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. And I praise and thank the Lord for it, Lord. Now, Sharon, uh, coming here, and in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now, Sharon, come and tell uh, our listeners how they can receive a copy of this program, number 579. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. 
Praise the Lord. Now here's Hovey Lister again and the statesman to sing for you, Faith Unlocks the Door of the Kingdom of Heaven. Faith Unlocks the Door.